I'm Elisa Mortensen, and this is Undo Redo. Let's take a look at all the things that happen in life that we would like to undo and have a chance to redo. Hello, all my people. You guys have undone some things and you're practicing redoing them right now. Congratulations. Keep telling me your stories and your struggles. I really love reading them and I will be sharing some of them on an upcoming episode. You guys, I am super excited for the retreat I'm hosting next week ah, on November 3rd and 4th. The link to more information can be found in my Life Coach Elisa social media bio. When you're in a relationship or a situation that you find to be difficult for you and you have the same difficulty, that very same thing affect you over and over in the same way, it robs you. It robs you of energy and attention that you could be using towards other more important things in life. That's why I do these retreats to lead you through the method I use to navigate your way out of that kind of trap. All right. This episode, you guys, is part two of decision minus comparison equals confidence. My little formula I made up. You listened to the first one, right? Did you listen to part one of this two-part series? Okay. Let's recap it a bit just in case you didn't. The title is what it says, decision minus comparison, all right, equals confidence. Confidence being our goal here. Confidence feels amazing. It's like being certain about ourselves, our life, knowing that we're doing our best and that's all we can do and kind of trusting that. Decision is our starting point to get to your confidence. Every little thing that goes through your mind or in front of your eyes all day long, we make little decisions about. That's where our power lies. When it comes to using decision to compare things, it can be in a useful way sometimes, but it either builds or destroys depending on how it's done. Okay, here's where part two comes in. That was just a little recap of the last one. Here we go. You ready for this? How we talk about comparison in this episode will be for using it to create our own awareness. This is a bit advanced, you guys. We will use comparison to find where our biggest growth lies. Okay, maybe some of you don't want to do this work. <laughs> That's okay too. It's pretty scary. All right. Do you guys know what happens when we find flaws in ourselves? We all know we shouldn't be doing this, but do you know why it isn't an effective practice to have? When we find flaws in ourselves, we then experience our own disapproval because now we're aware of it. Starting to become aware of the areas we're lacking brings about negative thoughts. It can clearly be found in the relationship we have with ourselves, because we all tend to be hard on ourselves. It's totally human of us. It hurts us when we know about it and we do nothing to change. Maybe we don't know how to see it clearly yet. Maybe we don't know in what ways we're being mean or what to do to take care of it. Do you need a coach to help you see it? Because I do. I will be the first to admit that I need that. When we see it on a regular basis, 
we now expect shame for having flaws. And, well, we don't like feeling shame, so we look outward for some relief. This is how we distract ourselves from our own struggle within. We literally take our attention and focus from the shame and unhappiness about us to looking around at others and finding their lack, which gives us the break we're looking for. Can you guys follow that? We're like, that was a nice break. Your mind will say, because you stopped doing it to yourself for a minute and you did it to someone else, which was so easy and that didn't bring you any shame at all. In fact, it felt good to be above someone in our own mind. It elevated us. So we do it again. We find more flaws with everyone else around us. Yippee! All right? It's disguised as being nice to myself. And I feel, you know, temporarily good for doing it. Our brain's like, let's keep that up. So we're oblivious to the fact that it will take a constant feeding. All right? Because every time we focus within, we don't like what we see. So let's just look outside of ourselves. We're so oblivious. We got to feed this beast. But we're up for it. That's why we keep doing it. It's like, here we go. Let's find the people who, in my opinion, are doing it worse than me. And it literally sounds like that. It brings a temporary hit of feeling better about myself. It's quite literally just taking the focus off yourself so you get a break from being mean to yourself. It seems nice, right? But it's laced, it's laced with ego and with self-righteousness. Okay, the sentences, let's hear some. They sound like, at least I don't do it that way. Or they have it so wrong. Or I'm glad I don't do that. It, do you hear it? It sounds like a, a noble. It sounds like a noble and kind thing. Slightly. Listen to this one. Can you believe they did that? It would be so much better if they blank. Tell me you can hear it. If asking what you think about yourself is a beginner way to find some areas in which you could address your confidence, then the next level, the next level way to address your confidence is kind of a hack question. You're going to ask your brain to find in what ways do I judge others too harshly? Negative or demanding thoughts I have about myself are important to find. You guys, it's really important to me that I bring a gentle redirection and some compassion around what I find in myself or that I perceive as flaws because I've been believing that about myself for a while. This next level question is, what are the harsh thoughts I have towards others? It helps me most to know that I judge others in the areas I am most vulnerable to shame. Let me say that one more time. It helps me most to know that I judge others in the areas I am most vulnerable to shame. When I put this truth into those simple words, it makes sense that I would want to break from being hard on myself. and. I would want to take my negative attention off myself and deflect it outward. 
why is it so hard to just love me right where I'm at? Loving yourself isn't a selfish or arrogant thing. When I love myself, it doesn't feel selfish or arrogant. It did in it very, very first. I'll admit it felt very unchristlike. Like I thought I had to put others first. And I suffered in many unnecessary ways along the years. In the scriptures, Mark says, love your neighbor as yourself. It tells us what will happen. It's been there the whole time. What if we said it like, you love yourself as you love your neighbor? What if we state it like that? State it like a fact. Can you see it then? Unless you're loving yourself at the expense of others, which I don't think many of us are, you can and you get to love you. And that grants you access to love them just as they are. You just as they are and them just as they are without being opinionated about any of it. It will open you up to the possibility of not needing to withhold love from yourself because you'll clearly see that is how you show up for others. Our need for judging and flaw finding it just continues. It, it continues because we're not allowing ourselves to feel confident. Just like in the last episode, I want to just give you the permission to feel confident. Can you see how it gets in the way? Like our need to have opinions about everything else around us. It appears as a comparison to others. It originates inside us as flaw finding. Focusing in the areas of which we fall short over a long period of time as we practice it over and over and over. I'm focusing on my flaws, focusing on my flaws, finding everything I do wrong, beating myself up for it, and repeating this cycle. Once it's practiced for a very long time, it's just believable. You, we think it's a fact. Oh, I'm just not. Oh, I'm just this. We dismiss ourselves. We don't love ourselves fully. We're making excuses as to why we really can't sit with ourselves. It's believable now. We've made it a fact that we're flawed. And it carries over into the way we see everyone else as well. It's like putting on a lens. Everyone else's flaws will become facts to us as well. We form our beliefs from whatever thoughts we have on repeat and replay. It doesn't matter if they're true. Then why is that the case? We care that all the information on the news, whether it's true or not, and everything on the internet, is that true or not? How come it doesn't matter to us that we have these thoughts on replay and replete in our head and we never question them? It also doesn't mean they're true just because they've always been there. It's always going to feel better to call out others, you guys. It's always going to be easier to find everyone else's deficiencies than to tell ourselves our own. So here's my story in this. The other day, I made a comment to my husband as he was preparing himself something to eat in the kitchen. It was something like, Remember, we're going to go out to eat later. He's like, why did you feel the need to say that? And at the time I said, oh, it's because you can forget sometimes and then you're not hungry when we go when it's time to leave. Later on, I realized why he would feel as if he had been shamed over this decision. It's clearly an area which I shame myself. I mistrust myself in this area. I could hear myself in my head later as I was thinking about it, if I were to really pay attention, 
I hear myself doubt my ability to balance my food intake sometimes. I have some poor thoughts about my food choices. I don't always give myself the trust and confidence in that area. I question myself. I question if my mind really knows how to discern the difference between like biological hunger versus emotional eating versus habitual food urges and all the other things. I was looking outside of myself for relief from my own mind at that very moment. My own voice in my own head was comparing what I was doing, which was not eating, to what he was doing, which was making himself some food and why should I care? But I was getting relief from my mean thoughts, questioning my own decisions by directing it towards him. Let's break it down. My comparison was me doing it better than him. Truth is, he gets to eat when he wants and really to which, what do I care? But I police myself. That's, that's what I do. And my thought was, well, at least I'm not doing that. I should let him know. Totally unloving, totally self-righteous, totally laced with ego. I see it in my thoughts, like I work so much harder than everyone else, or they don't do their job as good as I do mine, or, you know, like it's because I want to answer to me doing a good job and act like I'm better at working than everyone else because I maybe do it longer. But that's a sign that I don't have strict enough boundaries with my tasks and my life. And it's kind of like my work's taking over. And I don't trust myself in that area. I get overwhelmed and it overtakes me. Like I don't have good balance in that. You are in charge of you. And you are not choosing it because it's easier to sit around and talk bad about others. Right? And not address where you could go make a difference in your own life. That's what's happening in my life. Instead of sitting around and putting some boundaries in place where I feel like I get the, the rest I need and the you know, physical strength that I need and, and putting in these things, I just, I sit around and bash talk everybody else. Other thoughts that I have may be like, well, I don't sit around like that. I use my time really well. Or at least I save my money and use it only in necessary ways. Or look at the way they flaunt themselves. I'm so much more humble than that. I don't need attention and accolades like that. Like, those are some of the thoughts that just pop in my head and I don't have to run with them. All of these thoughts can give you insight for what needs your awareness. What do you think needs to be let go of? What decision needs to be made by you in order to redirect your mind and intentionally give love and acceptance in place of finding flaws in both you and them? Confidence is not having to be against anything. Confidence isn't having to prove anything to feel better. It just feels good already. When you love your own body, you don't talk about what others look like. When you love the way you parent or how you work, you're not looking to get in anyone else's way or be a, when you're, when you love the way you parent or the way you work, you aren't looking to find flaws in others in those areas. When you live the two basic thoughts of confidence, the first one is, I know how to do everything or trust that I can figure it out and handle any emotion that comes along. And the second thought, I know I'm not perfect. I love and accept myself regardless of my perceived imperfections. Now, none of us want to raise our hands when we're asked like, hey, who struggles to love others? Because, you know, comparison, comparison really does rob us of having confidence 
And we're not going to be the first ones to raise our hands and be like, I judge others harshly. Confidence is loving us and loving them. It goes hand in hand. When you catch yourself having a harsh opinion about someone, how do you use it as a gauge for the work you need to do and what you need to face with yourself in being confident in that area? How do you be, how do you bring love, grace, and compassion more fully to yourself, which grants you access to more grace towards them? That's how it works. It's an eternal truth. Some of us get so upset of ourselves when we realize we're judging others and we don't know how to stop. Well, I've just explained to you how to undo that and redo that. You've got this. Get in touch with me with any questions this may have surfaced for you. I love hearing from you guys and your take on things and your angles. How do you apply that? what I talk about on the podcast? You know, I want to chat with you. I want to guide you through what this looks like for you to up-level yourself into the next amazing empowered version of you that's more confident. Go to lifecoachalisa.com and sign up for a time to chat with me for free. You've got to try this out for yourself. Bring me the worst you've got. I promise I'm up for it. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye.